I have two announcements to make. One concerning the 29th of this month, that's next Sunday. And I make sure I read this correctly. <clears throat> and I want you to say praise the Lord afterward. Because a former Jehovah's Witness has found the real Jesus. Can I get an amen? And she's going to give her testimony at this church next week at 2 o'clock. You are all welcome. There's no offering. I just want you to come and hear this awesome testimony of a former Jehovah's Witness who found the real Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. Don't forget, that's next Sunday at 2 p.m. till 3.30. Also, I want you to know that three weeks ago, I preached on this subject of the Shema. But I want you to know that this is not the same content. I have changed, so I don't want you to think, oh no, here he goes with three weeks ago. He already talked about this. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it profoundly. The word of God is so deep, is so fulfilling, that it's almost impossible to preach the same sermon without adding to the text because the word of God is full of the unsearchable riches of Christ. Can I get an amen? So without further ado, you can see on the screen the Shema. I'm going to try to go slow. But if not, I know several of you, including Marge, is going to tell me, slow down. Slide one. The Lord our God is one, the Shema, which means here. Number two. Again, the Shema. Here. Deuteronomy 6.4. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God. The Lord is what? That's another thing. I want some responses from you as we go along. This same declaration, number three, should be said to you and me. Here, oh, you people. Here, congregation. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. It is hope that a further examination in today's message will reveal why the Lord is one. Somebody said it. Number four. On this passage, quoting from the new treasure of scriptural knowledge, Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Jews laid great stress and is one of the four passages which they write on their phylacteries. But well, what is a phylactery, Brother Bruce? It's either of the two small square leather boxes containing slips inscribed with scriptural passages and traditionally worn on the left arm. They used to wear them on the left arm. It's called a phylactery. And on the head... by observant Jewish men and especially adherents to Orthodox Judaism during morning weekday prayers. So they wore them with scriptures on their left arm and on their head during morning weekday prayers. But, number five, before I go back to that Deuteronomy 6 4 passage, may I say to you and me, oh, 
that we who proclaim the name of Jesus would have the word of God written not necessarily on our left arm or our head, but written in your heart. That's where you really need it. You need it in your heart. The psalmist said, thy word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you. I'm going to say something very bluntly. And if it applies to you, so be it. The reason why you and I can sin so much is because we don't have the word of God written in our hearts. It's so easy for you to do this or that because you're not studying the word of God. You're not in the word of God. It is not inscribed in your heart. Can I get a witness? It's time for us to stop playing church. The word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. David's purpose was he wanted the word of God deep down rooted in his heart and it prevented him from doing things he know he shouldn't do. How about you and me? I'm glad I got one amen. amen. Number six. Here's what the psalmist also said. I delight to do thy will. Oh my God. Thy law is written or within my heart. Job 22, 22. Please receive instruction from his mouth. That is from God's mouth. And establish his words in your heart. Please receive instructions from God's mouth. And establish his words in your heart. That's where we need it. And I want you to notice something because I'm not picking on anybody. It says in your heart. That's your heart and mine. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm going to ask you a sober question. And I don't want you to raise your hand or do anything because I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. But if you feel guilty, so be it. <laughs> do you have the word of God written in your heart? Or is it just... I know I'm going off on a tangent, and I, I hope I'm not going to uh, go too far off. Or is it just on the surface? You can take it or leave it. Now back to our passage, number seven. And since the Lord God is one, why do we Christians insist on teaching a triunity of God? We say God is one, and yet we call him triune. How, how does that happen? Look and listen on this passage. I know I said it before. The Jews lay great stress, and it's one of the four passages which they write on their phylactery. You already know what a phylactery is. Hear, O God, the Lord, God, excuse me, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You notice the asterisks. Isn't the Christian teaching the same as the Jewish declaration? Number eight. Here's where I need to go slow for you and me. Some key words in the Shema. Key words. Say Shema. Maybe you can remember that. May confirm or negate a triunity. What are you talking about? Maybe we shouldn't believe in a triune God. Maybe the word of God says God is absolutely one. Maybe. Elohim. Can you say Elohim? Elohim. Say it again, Elohim. Elohim. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, Elohim, the Lord is one. Number nine. Did you know that Elohim is plural? And it means God's. Can I get an amen? You can look it up yourself. Eloah is singular, which means God. And that Deuteronomy 6.4 uses Elohim, which means the plural form of God. So what, Brother Bruce? 
You read it just a while ago. On this passage, Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Jews lay great stress, and it is one of their four passages which they write on their flocklands. How about you and me? Are you and I, I'm on the wrong page. That's what happens when you get excited. And I'm going to say it again. It's okay, praise God, to get excited about the word of God. And I know I said this before, and I don't mind saying it again. I get excited about a football game. I get excited about a baseball game. I get excited about different sports and different things. Why can we not get excited about the Word of God? Number 10. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, Elohim, the Lord is one. The above could be translated. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is the Lord a unity. Now number 11. Forgive me because I just read it. On this passage, Deuteronomy 6, 4, the Jews laid great stress. And is one of the four passages which they write on their phylacteries. I'm going to ask you a question. The Jews had it on their arm and their head, different passages. What scriptures do you have laid upon your heart? Do you have any favorite verses that when you uh, go along your way and you walk and you talk and you talk to the Lord, you, you, you've got some passages, you say, Lord, I remember, I remember what I read. I remember John 3.16. I remember John 5.24. I remember John 1.1. I remember Psalm 33. I remember Psalm 37. Do you have any scriptures? How about you and me? Are you able to lay great stress on the triunity of God? We believe, if you believe, in the trinity of God. Now here's number 12. Here's the complete statement from the new treasure of scriptural knowledge. I'm going to say this, and I don't know why I'm saying it. If you came to this church and you think you're going to hear a superficial message about God is good and everybody's good and everybody's going to someday see God, you've come to the wrong church. What did Jesus, what did Jesus die for? Did he die for good people? He died for me. He died for you because we're all sinners. And this is kind of rough. Did you know the Bible says that you and I were sinners from birth? Don't kid yourself. Sin is a serious thing with God. So much so that he sent the son of his love. I'm getting ahead of myself. On this passage, Deuteronomy 6, where the Jews laid great stress, it's one of the four passages on their flag trees. Now here's where we start with something new. On the word Elohim, this is a, a Jewish man talking. Simeon ben Joachim says, come and see the mystery of the word Elohim. So even he recognizes that the word Elohim in the plural has a mystery to it. And here's what he says. There are three degrees. And each degree is by itself alone. And yet they are all one and joined together in one and are not divided from each other. Now I want, I'm going to slow down because the next page I'm going to make some substitutions. So hold on. Come and see the mystery of the word Elohim. There are three degrees. Say three degrees. Maybe that'll help us out. 
And each degree is by itself alone. And yet they are all one, interesting, and joined together in one and are not divided from each other. Number 13. May I suggest some substitutions? So this is my input on what he has said. I'm going to go slow. I can feel myself speeding up. On this passage, the Jews lay great stress, and it is one of the four passages which they write on their phylacteries, on the word Elohim, Simeon, Ben, Joach, he says, come and see the mystery of the word Elohim. Now here's, I'm going to make these substitutions. You see them in brackets. There are three persons. And each person is by himself a person. And yet they are all one and joined together in one, and are not divided from each other. I'm going to ask you a question. It's very easy for you to answer. Before I go on to the next page, Jesus, the Son of God, said it this way. I and my Father are what? Are one. And that statement was so profound to those who heard it because they knew what he was saying that they wanted to stone him. What are you talking about, Jesus? You're saying you and Yahweh, you and Jehovah are one? Not one person, but one in nature? And they picked up stones to stone him. May I suggest some join together. Say join together. In the unity of creation, I'm on number 14. Father, thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, and the one who formed you from your womb. I, the Lord, notice in capital letters, that means Yahweh, am the maker of all things. I like what the next section says. Stretching out the heavens by what? By myself. This is what this is what he said is Isaiah 44 12. Stretching out the heavens by myself and spreading out the earth all alone. And yet, John 1 3, all things. You just read that he said, by myself. And yet in John 1, 3, says, all things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being concerning the son. Can I get an amen? amen. You and I exist because the son of God and father, and I'm going to add one more person. Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my nail down on the Holy Spirit. If you ever hear anybody call the Holy Spirit an it, he is a person. Can I get an amen? He's a person, and he dwells in every born-again believer. But not only that, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. That reminds me, and this is not in the pages, that reminds me, say breath. And God breathed into man. And man became a living soul. God breathed into man physical life. Actually, the Greek is, I mean, actually, Hebrew is plural, lives. And God breathed in the man the breath of lives. He breathed in the man physical life, but he also breathed in the man spiritual life so that you and I can communicate with God Almighty. 
And I'm going to add this for some so-called heresy teachers. God never breathed into an animal. He breathed into man. And you and I are made in the image of God. And you're precious to him. Don't let anybody fool you. You are precious to God. May I suggest another unity. The Lord is king forever and ever. Nations have perished from this land. Let me read it over again. The Lord is king forever and ever. Say forever and ever. And I'm going to add this before I go on. You and I, I know this is not in the script. You're going to live forever and ever somewhere. Yes, your body might crumble to the ground. But your spirit and your soul, and I know they're interchangeable, is going to live forever. And someday, and I know I'm getting off course, someday they're going to be united. And before I go on, a certain person and I were talking yesterday about, let me just say it, you'll know, to be absent from this body. Is to be present with the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? So if I leave this globe this morning, I'm going to see my Savior who died for me and rose again the third day. I'm going to add this on. He said to the unbelieving Jews, destroy this body. And in three days, I'm not talking about myself, Jesus, I will raise it up. The Son of God said, I'll raise up my own body in three days. And someday, according to John chapter 5, he's going to raise you up. I'm going to ask you, are you ready? The Bible says, prepare to meet your God. Are you prepared or are you still lost? Well, I'm going to see all my buddies in hell. No, you won't. You'll be wondering why you didn't accept that track that that man gave you or that daughter gave you or those who were praying for you. You'll regret it forever. There's no eternity that's not eternal. Let me go back to the text. This is about eternity. The sun. But as for you, Bethlehem, Ephrata, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. I'm going to say this for you who do. I don't know a lot of eschatology. Eschatology means end times. Did you know Jesus is going to rule and reign right on this earth? That's what the Bible teaches. He's going to rule and reign right on this planet earth. After it's been renewed, can I get an amen? I'm going to ask you, are you going to be in that number? And the, the old folks used to say, are you going to be in that number when the saints go marching in? Amen. Preach it, brother. Are you done now? Amen. I like people who praise the Lord. That's what the Bible says you're going to be doing from eternity if you know him. Let me go on with eternal. This is an important point. We got Father, the Son, just the Bible claims that the Son is from eternal. And the Holy Spirit. Well, what about the Holy Spirit? For the blood of bulls and goats. So I got it backwards. For the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer. This is the Old Testament sacrifice. Sprinkling those who have been defiled. Sanctify you for the cleansing of the blood. The word sanctify means to set apart. 
how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the, say it, eternal spirit, the Holy Spirit's eternal, just as much as the Father and the Son. And I'm going to say before, can you believe that the Holy Spirit who is from eternity, dwells in every born-again believer. That's costly. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God. Cleanse your conscience from dead works. I'm going to say this, and I'm not talking to anybody in particular. If you're not saved, you're still in dead works. Can I get an Amen. 16, and just who inspired the prophets, God who at sundry times and in divers matters spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, God spoke. Son, since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, Paul saying Christ is speaking in me. That's what he said. Which to you word is not weak but is mighty in you. What, Brother Bruce, I just I thought you just said that the Holy Spirit dwells in everybody. So does Christ. I don't mean everybody, everybody. I mean every born-again believer. Well, what about the Holy Spirit? But when they shall lead you and deliver you up, take no thought beforehand what you shall speak, neither do you premeditate. But whatever you shall be given to you in that hour... That you speak, for it is not you that speaks, but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say this from personal experience, and I hope you don't think I'm bragging, because I'm sure it's happened to somebody else. Sometimes you might be out witnessing, and you might not know what to say, but the Holy Spirit within you speaks in your behalf. He knows what to say to that person. Maybe you don't know what to say. It happened to me. I'm, I'm definitely a witness to that. So we got the Holy Spirit is a person. The Son is, of course, a person. And, of course, the Father is a person. Seventeen. And what would you say to us? Say us. Well, us is plural. Just like Elohim is plural. Then God said, let us make man in our image. (laughs) Didn't say images. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. It didn't say likenesses. And let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over over all the earth and over every, I've got to slow down, and over every creeping thing. Everything that creeps, I'm reading between the King James in my head and other versions on the earth. Why us instead of my? Why us? He didn't say, let, let me make man. He said, let us. Not let me, let us. Some would suggest, and I've seen it in commentaries, Some would suggest that when God said, let us, he was talking to the angels. However, does John, excuse me, does Genesis 127 agree with this understanding? Listen to Genesis 127. And God created man in his, what's the next word? Own image. You are not created in the image of angels. You are created in the image of God himself. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. I don't know. Somehow this book got uh, turned back, but I got to put this in here. Part of that us is this person talking about Jesus. He is the very image of God's substance. He's exact representation of his very being. 
He's, flaw, he's the flawless expression of the nature of God. Say flawless. Flawless means without any variance. Absolutely flawless. Let me read that again. And the exact representation of his being flawless expression of the nature of God. Well, what is the nature of God? The closest that I can get is this. I am that I am. Can I get an amen? I am that I, not I will be, I am. What shall you say when you go down to see Pharaoh, Moses? What shall you say? Tell him. Tell that rooster, tell that ruler of Egypt that I am sent me. I'm getting off the point. When you go out to witness, make sure it's the great I am who sent you. And stamped, that is Jesus, stamped with God's own character. I'm going to continue just one thing more in this translation. And I'm holding all things by the word of his power. And he continues to uphold the universe by his mighty word. Did you get that? That's part of this us. God the Son continues to hold the entire universe because of his word. As said before, it could be translated, number 19, I'm on number 19. As said before, it could be translated, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God's is a unity. And why could the word one be translated unity? Why, why, why? You ought to be able to answer, you ought to be able to answer some questions sometimes. You can ask God questions. I, heard, I, heard, I know it's under, briefly understood. Maybe the word's not briefly. Some people say you can't ask God any questions. Yes, you can. You can ask God questions. You're made in his image. Job asks his questions. Other people ask questions. He's not intimidated by you asking him questions. Can I get an amen? That's because the word one is the Hebrew word akkad. Now, I know this is from two weeks ago, so excuse me. Take, for example, Genesis 2.24, where it is translated, Am and Eve became one flesh akkad. Unity. For this cause a man shall leave his wife. I'm sorry, that's a bad translation. For this, for this, a man shall leave. A, a, come on, brother Carter, get on the ball here. For this cause, a man shall leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become a card one. That word, I want you to get it. The word one is the word a card, and it means one in unity. It is important to recognize that the notion of a hard or a card does not signify isolation. When Adam and Eve come together in sexual union, they become one flesh, yet they do not lose their identity or individuality. But here I'm going to steer away from the subject this morning. And for you, know, for you who know where I'm going, John 1.1, I want you to excuse me. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. God the Father and God the Son do not lose their identity. God sent his son. Can I get a witness? Twenty-two. Now two more examples from three weeks ago are shown below. 
Then Moses came and recounted to the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice. There you have a group of people with one voice. That's that word of God. Same word used in Deuteronomy 6, 4. The Lord our God is one. Same verb, the same word. Numbers 13, 23. Then they came to the valley of Eschol. And they cut down a branch with a single cluster, there it is underlined, of grapes. And they carried it on a pole between two men with some of the pomegranates and the figs. 23. Now here's two for today. I said I had written more, and here it is. And the whole earth was one accord language, one language. God... God had all of them to speak one language. I'm not going to get into that. I read the details. One language. And they got confused. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into that, but you can look it up for yourself. They got confused. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Let's put Genesis eleven twenty six and 27 together. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people. There's that word again. And they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Here's verse 7. This is why it is so important to keep the word of God in context. Excuse me. Can I get an amen? You can prove a lot of things from the word of God if you want to take it out of context. And that's what people do. And that's what we're prevented to do in the scripture. And you as Christians ought to be able to discern. Well, that just doesn't sound right. I don't care if it's me. I, I, don't care. I, I just don't care who it is. You look up the scriptures for yourself. Can I get a witness? And let God the Holy Spirit speak through you. And the Lord said, I'm on verse 6, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language, and this is what they began to do, and now nothing which purpose to do will be impossible for them. Come. Now look at this verse. Look at it. Let, what's the next word? Us. There it is again. Genesis. Let us go down and make man. And here we are again. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language and that they may not understand one another's speech. Us. Why does God keep talking about us? I'll tell you why. Because God is a triune God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Twenty-five. Interestingly, there's another Hebrew word which signifies absolute oneness. That word is yakid or yalkid. In Genesis 22:2, Abraham is told, "Take now your son, your only son, whom you love, even Isaac, and get into the land of Moriah." I know some people say Moriah, so. And offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell you of. 26. The word yakid is used again in verses 12 and 16. This is just one son whom God recognizes. Isaac. Say Isaac. God, you're telling me that I'm going to give up my, my unique son? You're telling me that I'm going to give him and place him on the altar and slay him? Isaac is the son of promise. There's no under. There's no other. 
in this sense, Yaquid sets forth the absolute singularity. Observe the next page. I don't have to tell you who this is talking about. You ought to know. If you read your Bible, you ought to know who I'm talking about. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Somebody tell me who it's talking about. It's talking about Yeshua. It's talking about Jesus. It's talking about the eternal Son of God. There's no other name. Not Buddha. Not Hercules. You name them. There's none other name whereby you must be saved. Well, Brother Bruce, I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Don't play chess with God. You and I might not be here tomorrow. The man riding on a bicycle a few days on a skateboard a few days ago in Philadelphia, many, many of you read it, he didn't get hit by a car. He got hit by some kind of motorcycle or something. Young teenage boy. I think he was 17 years old. Whatever it was struck him. And he died in the hospital. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Who's he talking about? Say it loud. James Brown says, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Well, say it loud for Jesus. I don't care what race you are. Say it loud for Jesus. Thank you. I told you about taking things out of context. And here I'm going to show you what I mean. While the fundamental idea in accord is that of a compound unity. Say compound unity. Compound, what's a compound unity? Two things are joined. That's what it means. or oneness of different elements of integral parts. It came to be used to express in absolute sense as the numeral one. So what are, you, what, are you, what are you telling us that for, Brother Bruce? I'm not out here to deceive you. I'm out here to tell you the truth. Can I get an amen? No, what do I mean by that? I'm telling you that the word ekad is also, not, beside being absolute unity, two things are joined, it came to be used for absolutely one. You have to decide if God is one absolute being or if he's a triunity by doing what? Reading the word of God. And if you don't, you're open to deception. Scholar, master of psychology, doctor, lawyer, I'll give you a little laughter. Doctor, lawyer, Indian chief. Doesn't matter who you are. To know Jesus is a serious thing. Matter of fact, it's an eternal thing. It, 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 it strikes, it turns on your destiny forever. If that's not serious, I don't know what is. Some of you, and I don't know who I'm talking to, some of you have been toying with God for a long time and he's been putting up with you, but someday he's going to say, that's enough. The failure 
to fail to observe this precaution and to read the idea of oneness in the absolute sense of the word into every, thing, every example where it occurs is to ignore logic. Let me stop right there. I'm, I'm going to fill this in myself so you don't have to worry about answering. We don't say they is. We say they are. Can I get an ask? Can I get a witness? We don't say he, he are. We say he is. That's what this means. I, I'm not going to try to finish it. That's the word of God. But you know what I like about the word of God? The word of God is so precise when you listen to the, the, the teachings of God the Holy Spirit using your spirit and your soul. It's amazing what God would reveal to you. Let's go on. Here's something absolute. Yet for us there's but one God. Uh Uh-oh. The Father. There's only one God, the Father. From whom are all things and we exist for him. I just thought you exist for God, for Jesus. That's what Colossians says. Now it says you exist for God. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we exist through him. God the Son. Thomas answered and said to him, and this is, evangel- this is evangelical. Say evangelical. If you think this message is just about you getting an education, you're wrong. This is about reaching out to those who are lost. This is what Tom, Thomas, when he saw the risen Christ, he said, my Lord and my God. Before he said that, he said this, except I see, he had to see, the print of the nails. Say nails. Some people try to tell you that Christ died like this. But he didn't. Christ died with, he said, nails. And that's, that's the precision of the word of God. Except I see the print of the nails. I will not believe. But when he saw the risen Christ, I'm going to tell you what the Greek says. The Lord of me and the God of me. That's what he said. He said that Jesus was his Lord and God. Always leaving out God the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you how important God the Holy Spirit is. But Peter said, Ananias, you can look up the background for yourself. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back some of the price of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not under your control? Why is it that you have conceived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to who? In the previous verse, you said it lied to the Holy Spirit. Now it says it lied to God. That's because the Holy Spirit is God. I got to stop somewhere. I can't, I can't see the, oh, I see the clock. Gives life. Say gives life. See now that I, even I, and he, I hope you get the next part, and there is no God with me. Did you hear that? There's no God with, well, who's the God in John 1, 1, when? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word was with God, and you just said the word, there's no God with me? I'll tell you why before I go on. You already said it. I and my father are what? One. They share, let me put it this way, they share the same uncreated nature. 
For as the Father has life in himself, ah, there I go again. For as the Father raised up the dead and quickens or makes life them, even so the Son quickens or makes life whom he will. Holy Spirit, who also hath made us ministers of the New Testament. Before I go on, I hope you feel guilty if you're not doing anything for Christ. Are you a minister of the Word of God? Or are you just sitting back and saying, I'm saved, that's all I need to do? Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit does what? Come on, you see it. It gives life. So the Father gives life, the Son gives life, and the Holy Spirit gives life. And, I, and a hallelujah indeed. One faith, one Lord, one baptism. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I praise you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I think I'm running out of time, so I'm not going to continue this. I'm just going to do a few more. One Lord, one Lord, Father, Lord of heaven. Corinthians 8, 6. Therefore, there's one God, the Father, and we exist for him, one Lord. But what about 2 Corinthians three seventeen? Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Can I get an amen? amen. I know. I'm not going to wear you out with scripture. I'm going to stop right there. I'll say this. Say liberty. liberty. If the Son shall set you free, you shall be free.